nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. Uh, we got a full house. Uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, Robert in a new hat. Uh, I heard you were out and about last night in San Antonio. Yeah, I just went out there. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone uh, woke up. Excited. But uh, yeah, no, I went to uh, the Gunslingers game, which was an experience. Yeah, they uh, actually the tickets were ended up being at no cost. But the game was fun. My kids enjoyed it. I mean, it's a good family experience. Definitely something uh, I recommend. But yeah, uh, how long? How long does it usually take? Uh, like you know, time wise, you know, for the whole game, a couple hours or it? It was about three and a half hours, four hours. Oh, three and a half, four hours, about there. Yeah, and then they make it really family friendly. Like there's a t-shirt. They have little uh, games for the kids to play, like, you know, similar to like a Spurs game. They kind of treat it the same way. And it's pretty neat. You know, people like uh, a mascot uh, firing off like uh, like a pop gun. It's pretty cool. They, they make an experience. Royce, uh, how are you? Exhausted. I'm tired. I got beat up by the sun yesterday. I was uh, annually. I helped put together a, a charity barbecue for the uh, Boys and Girls Clubs and the Salvation. And, um, for some dumb reason, we did it in June. And this June, it decided to be triple digits every day. So, I'm, uh, tired? Tired. Rafa, how are you? Good, just here enjoying uh, a great the great match between Cyprus and Northern Ireland. <laughs> Real barn burner there, huh? Yeah, Cypress winning 2-0. <laughs> That's a surprise. So, Royce, I was going to give you, well, actually, we'll start with the initial thoughts uh, of the week here. Uh, Rafa, any initial thoughts that you got uh, covering anything, whether it's SAFC, you know, soccer-related or anything just in general? Uh, just, you know, looking forward with, you know, the new signings that we did this week and, with Samuel and CEO or how he was going to do. It was going to be going to start or play this Saturday, which we did, which we'll, we'll cover in a bit. So that was I was looking forward to for, for this weekend. Just a bounce back from that loss from Sacramento, you know, it's just a tough, we just couldn't get anything going. So, but it was a barn burner of a game yesterday, which we will get into in a bit. Royce, any thoughts, uh, you know, initial thoughts of the week, uh, you know, no matter, you know, open topic-ish? Yeah, um, <clears throat> obviously, <clears throat> I still have a little bit of congestion. I'm still getting my uh, getting my voice back and everything um, from the flu from a couple weeks ago. Um, so, 
it's it's good to be back on. Good to be um, good to have all you listeners listening. Um, from the Sacramento game, it it didn't look like we could get a lot going because we didn't dominate the midfield like we normally do, and that's because we had two normal midfielders, PC and Maloney, out on the wings because Shannon was gone and I guess uh, TG was unavailable. So that kind of hurt us. And then in the midfield, you had um, three guys that hadn't really played that much together: Abu, Nikki, and um, uh, was it? It was Delim, right? It was Jordy in the middle. Yes. So, <clears throat> so we just couldn't really get anything going, and that chemi- that lack of chemistry um, combined with um, we couldn't connect the front with um, uh, Loera and 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 the big two, the twin towers up top. So. Um, it just kind of we couldn't get anything going defensively. We're okay. We just got undone by a, a set piece, which is going to happen. It happened in RGV as well, um, and we just need to pay more attention on set pieces. So, but that's it. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, we'll we'll talk about going into this match and um, kind of how they needed to avoid a, a losing streak, um, and um, and what they did to not really help themselves in the beginning. So I was, you know, the the second topic, you know, was going to be your thoughts on the SAC recap, which you already, you know, SAC Republican game. Your thoughts on Sam uh, Adderin, uh him coming in from uh, Sounders on loan? Well, my number one thought was um, I was wearing my stinking new player <laughs> signing that. socks that <laughs> SAFC gave me because my other ones got a hole in them. And I was like, and I just decided to wear them on a random Thursday or Friday whenever I wore them. And I, I got the tweet alert, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. These <laughs> things are magic. This is amazing. Um, <clears throat> he, It's pretty obvious um, what Marcino wants up top. He wants a tall striker who has ball skills. Um, you have that in Bailone. You have that in Five deep Patino, now. Dylan, <laughs> Collier, <laughs> and, and now uh, Aldiron. Um <clears throat> We'll see how he does. Um Looked good yesterday. Uh, played well. Combined well with JD. So looks good so far. That's a heck of a debut. So we'll start with you here, um, Robert. Uh, next topic was injuries. Uh, Carter Manley still out. Two surprises: uh, Kamari and uh, and Collier uh, out um, to go with. Uh, Shannon Gomez, uh, which uh, we're going to play his assist here momentarily. And then, of course, Fabian Garcia um, out uh, with the red card uh, versus Sacramento, the two yellows. Um, any thoughts on, you know, mainly has been out for a while, but uh, the surprise additions of Kamiri and Collier because they were not on the uh, injury list that, that gets submitted out. Uh, I think it was Thursday when, when – uh, when uh, Kevin and the SAFC communications team sent that out. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Robert. Your thoughts on Kamiri and Collier being out. Uh, that phrase right there just uh, haunts my dreams. But I think Kamiri and Collier, in my opinion, might have been something where they had a little knock. Let's give them a rest let them uh, recuperate, you know, on such a long stretch of road games. Let's get back home. And we have the the players that are almost, they're so versatile that, you know, 
with uh, Maloney can drop back. There's a lot of they felt confident that they could substitute enough, you know, quality in the back line to offset maybe how giving them a rest. But overall, like I said, it I wasn't extremely worried, and it was a good chance like to see some new players too, see what they can do. You know, give them a chance to start, give them a chance to you know prove themselves. So that way, later on down the line, when we need them, now they have some game experience. You know, and they're working with the guys, getting some cohesion. Your thoughts, Rafa? Yeah, I was a surprise <clears throat> with Camiri and Collier being out. But that makes you also kind of question now is like how with Sam being signed, is Collier does Collier have a serious injury? You know, does that you know go hand in hand for him being signed this week? But you know, but like I mentioned, we did did need added depth at, at the four position. So now we have, like I said, now we have five, and hopefully, like I said, we can have any combination up front, but I'm hoping that Collier will be back hopefully for next week. And we'll see, maybe we'll have a three headed monster. We'll maybe go to a three, four, three in the next, in the next game and to kind of showcase the three, fours we have, but hopefully like, I think Robert's right. Maybe Kamara is probably a little dinged up a little bit and he's been playing a lot of minutes since he's came back. He's come back. So it's, I think it's probably like a little rest day for him. And then hopefully like I said, Carl Manley, we definitely need him back healthy because he's, he he did an excellent job the first few games he was starting, and that way, you know, because I said once we get into the meat of our schedule, we'll have him ready to go. Your thoughts, Royce? Yeah, um, I mean, Manly and Kamiri are difference makers for sure, especially when you have. Um, uh, I mean, Taintor has been arguably He's the MVP of the season. But with him with next to Delim, who they haven't played a lot, um, and they didn't look bad. I've seen worse. I've seen players that have played this entire season together in the back be worse. But at the same time, they didn't have a lot of time to build chemistry. Um, and it was interesting seeing them in the uh, 4-4-2, which is the alternate. It's always the alternate formation for Marcina, right? Um, they're either in the 3-5-2 or they will be in the 4-4-2. Those are the two. Um formations we've seen the last couple of years um under marcina um actually i guess this is his third season isn't it yeah. um so um as far as players go um yeah i mean missing kamiri and and manly um it it, it doesn't help um um uh, and we're, we're, what we're really kind of hurting on, obviously, is center back depth. And you're talking about forward depth. We have plenty of forward depth, and we showed that. Um, what was it? Four of the five um, got playing time, mm -hmm. uh, got significant minutes in this match, and they all made uh, significant impacts in this match, um, which is great. I mean, you that's, that's crazy to see. Normally, you have one striker that's hot, and everybody else needs to catch up. You had four guys play really well um in the midfield um that that's a big thing we dominated the midfield but the problem is that i don't think monterey really cared about the midfield at all i think they were more worried about the wings and getting crosses in and that's what they were doing successfully so um so it was interesting to see that our um fullbacks tucked in too closely a lot they're tucking in too closely to the center backs to help them out so monterey had all sorts of joy on the wing so that's something to look for if we continue this 442 or we'll see who's um, 
we'll see if it really was like a rest day for Kamiri. Kamiri obviously made the trip, so maybe he had yeah, a little, he trip. maybe he had a little, um, a little injury in, in training and he didn't feel 100%. Um, obviously, Manley's coming back. It was good to see Diouf and Patino off the injured list and in the squad. That was great to see because they'd been out for a little while. Um, and then, um, uh, who else? Who else was on the? Obviously, Fabian was out. Collier, he's played every single match thus far. No. Uh, he's played every single match thus far. Um, so, um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Hopefully, none of the injuries are serious. Hopefully, everybody gets back. Um, it's the first couple home games, so you need that depth. Uh, um, so we'll. Uh, It'll be very interesting to see on Tuesday who starts against um, Atlanta San Luis. We say we don't have depth. We were out three, three of our starting center backs. You know, Manly, Kamiri, uh, and um, Garcia with, with, with you know with, with the red card. So, to, you know, to me, like I said, I think we have the depth that showed being being three down. Um, which, which is what to me, what forced the, the change in the lineup because we don't, I, I don't think we had a third, third center back. And, and the alternatives, the sixth one would be Holt. And, and of course, he's playing, you know, in, in League Two. Rafa, your thoughts on the lineup? Uh, you, you know, your initial, you know, we kind of talked about what SAFC would do. And I think you did mention, uh, in, in, in you know, 442. Um, I'm not sure it was lined up this way with Larrera and Hernandez, um, you know, Adderin and Dylan. But uh, your your thoughts on on, on the formation and, and coaches' selections? I think with the central mid uh, defenders out, we had to go to that back four. I know he probably didn't want to do it, but it's just what he had, the, what players he had available to play to play that. You know, so. And they, like I said, with Maloney complaining on the outside defense, so it's a natural position for him. So it was, it was just Trade was going to be the, you know, was he going to be in that position, which he was. Um, but the funny thing is when we play in this formation, you know, you have Luna and Nikki on the outside, but during the game, they pretty much played central the whole the whole time, really didn't really have anybody on the outside. And like I always mentioned, we kind of got killed a little bit on the wings because we – that formation they had, they really played like a diamond formation in the midfield and they just stayed centrally. So that exposed, that left Maloney and Trade open, um, open, you know, on 1v1s on the outside or they got pushed up, they got caught, you know, on counterattack. So I think that that was a gamble Marcino was going to do. And luckily it didn't kill us in the end, you know. So, you know, we were able to pull, pull it out. So, but. Up top, like I said, I'm, I'm sure Monterey Bay was having was going to have fits with Dylan and and Sam up there, especially with their height. So it was the lineup we're probably more going to see, and I think, and like I said, it did a good enough job to pull out the win. Robert, your thoughts on on the lineups? Uh, you know, for that here. Yeah, kind of like picking back off what they said. I mean. It's not maybe optimal to have Chidori and uh, Maloney playing in that position because I, I prefer them to roam up and down and maybe track back on defense to contribute on offense. And just like like Rafa was saying, it's, sometimes it just seemed like they were pushing too far forward, not necessarily maintaining that discipline, realizing, you know, they're going to need to track back just as quickly. 
sets because they're they're more they're used to like you know roaming free or kind of having the ability to go back and forth depending on what the the need of the team is but overall like i'm happy to see like i talked about earlier the fact that the versatility the ability to have players like that that can sub in and you know spot start when injuries arise or call-ups happen or uh cheap yellow cards that end up in a red card happen so it's good to see that i mean we say we don't but we probably have than than most teams in the, in the USL. So. I will say what struck me on this game, um, and I know Royce has kind of talked about it, but I think this was the first match where it kind of really stuck out to me. Didi is huge. The dude is the dude is a beast, and you know you you, you look at you know with him with uh, Sam, I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's just. And he's quick, and and you could you can start to see him starting to get into form a lot better. Um, and, and I think it, his second half is going to be a whole lot better th- than the first half. I'm not saying he had a poor first half, but uh, I I think lines. that's I think that's why he that's why I predicted that he was going to be one of the center backs because he is a giant human being. He is very tall, um, and the same with Jordan. I am below. I was pretty surprised. Um, that he, uh, I guess he didn't even make the squad, did he? But I'm, I'm no, always, he, oh no, he, he, did. he did, he did, he did. I was he surprised didn't he didn't slot in as a, um, possibly a, a, a left-sided center back, um, if they're going to try to do the uh, three-five-two. But uh, Marcina rolled four-four-two. So let's get into the highlights here. Of course, this is courtesy of YouTube, uh, USL Championship, and of course, SAFC in Monterey Bay uh, for that here. So. Just having that relationship between your coaches and understanding, I feel comfortable playing in as a right center back moving into. And this was a three o'clock kickoff game for Monterey, of all things. Going up for Hernandez at the back of Robinson. Nikki Hernandez won that illicitly. This is the uh, goal by Monterey Bay. And unfortunately, we've seen that before where SAFC just kind of shuts off after uh, a stoppage of play and they just they don't pay attention. Nobody goes and stops them from hitting the free kick. Nobody runs with a, a player making the run. Yeah, uh, we've seen this before, and it's just about paying attention. It's about staying focused. Um, and it's not a, it's not just a SAFC issue either. It's we've seen this happen quite a bit where teams yeah. get so used to, you know, the thirty second delay to get started when when yep. when a team goes quick, it, it you know, bad things happen. Was there anything Far could have done there, Rafa? Like, was he in good position? I think I think he was in good position, but I think he could have done a little bit better. Maybe like an instep towards you know. One thing about goalkeeping here, you know where that shot, the percentage of the shot's going to be at. It's not going to be our near post shot. It's going to be our far post shot there. So I think he could have taken a little chance more to the outside, and and. And with outside of his, you know, of his left shoulder to, to creep in and get that shot off, and he would have, he would have, he would have saved it. But also, we should have been a little, on the defense side. Mm-hmm. It should have been a little bit more pressure to to at least challenging that shot. 
you know, just try to push him out to the outside. I think if he pushes him, let's say push him literally, but kind of move him towards the outside, it would have made that shot a little bit tougher and that and that angle a lot better for Jordan to get. To get. Robert, you 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 played goalkeeper as well. Uh, your thoughts yeah. on, on far? I know for me personally, and, and like I said here, I'm couch guy here. To me, I thought he played too much to the the near post there, and it left the far post wide open to where he, he couldn't recover. Now, yeah, the, the it, art of that shot, but I mean, he could have closed the angle ever so slightly. I mean, if you want to get critical, I mean, he could have pushed up and maybe forced the guy to shoot a little bit sooner than he was ready. But I mean, in in my mind, like you said, he probably felt that he could recover and cover that on a reflex save on the far post, so he figured that. With, with the angle the guy was going to go near post and it's just it, it was one of those things i mean i don't think it's anything you can fall a good goal. Just, yeah i mean it was a solid shot yeah. i mean it was a good finish it's a good goal what 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 i think when, when i saw the play what i initially thought is i thought far um was thinking that uh delim was gonna show him show the player to the the baseline Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of catch up and stay shoulder to shoulder with them. So the only chance that he was going to get was a near post chance. And at the same time, the most important thing you need to cover as a goalie is your near post. You never want to get beaten near post. That's a sin. So he kind of allowed the uh, far side of the post a little open to try to block off the near post, and the guy just made a heck of a shot. Um, and the limb kind of slowed up right there, and that allowed the chance. So... Um, it was just kind of, it's just one of those, and you just got to hand it to the player. That's a heck of a, yeah. Veleski is a good goal scorer, he's been around for years and, and he's done it in multiple years. So, um, you know, it's nothing gets that. Just and I don't want to sound like I'm being critical of far, just to me, my initial thought was, yeah. hey, he was, you know, my, like I said, I'm, I'm armchair guy yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I could have done better on defending, he yes. could have steered him away. And I think if he steers him away more towards the co- to the corner side, that would have that would have uh, that shot would have been closer to the post. So he allowed them to get that little space enough to get that shot off to that far the far post. Because you can see there's a gap. You know when he's running with him, there's a gap. If he kind of mm-hmm. swings pushes him out, I think he closes that shot. There's that gap right there. If he closes him out a little bit more, pushes him out, Jordan gets that gets that ball. But as a defender, you have to be careful. You know, as we saw in the Phoenix match here, of impacting the player too much, though, with, with him in a trailing position, could yeah. that have been why um, why Delem didn't really push out like you guys are saying too much, or no? As long as he doesn't slide tackle, he's fine. I mean, if he can just kind of steer him a little bit. He can move in with yeah. the shoulder a lot, you know, a little bit. This is something I always teach the kids. It's if you can steer them away to, to challenge their shot, you know, the, where they're not comfortable, you know, and then allows it, as I said, it could allow Jordan to really where he's at, he would have gotten the ball. Because I said, it was where he took the shot. Jordan is, like I said, he's just a step. He's, he, he's doing what he has to do. He's covering his near post. So the only obvious shot is going to be to – to the outside, and I think he could have done a little bit better to get it, but still Dylan could have pushed him up just a little bit to close that angle out, and then I think Jordan would have gone that shot. But it all goes back to SAFC was asleep 
um, yes. didn't get didn't get set up on the free on on you know on the free kick from the foul. So that was exactly like we talked about in the pregame. I was just, this is the cheap goal we talked about, letting them in, getting them the moment. Until mm-hmm. the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, oh gosh, it's gonna be one of those days. <laughs> like like me and Rafa were talking about, do not let this happen. And it happened. So I was like, gosh, here it comes. This is my first time. <laughs> but San Antonio does come up with an answer. Yes. Number 99 strong. Uh, you don't want you never want to see. Obviously, you have players like the dinner and Dylan. And if you thought the limb, if you thought the limbs play not cutting off um, the uh, striker from Monterey Bay was bad center back play. That was unfortunate. You can see there, there's a space right there. Who was the assist on that PC? Yeah, PC, yeah. PC with a through ball to uh, um, a dinner oh, yeah. in. And, yep. And JD was probably going to be there to finish it up anyway um, if it wasn't an own goal. So. And it is over the line. It's an own goal. It was saved by Herrera. The number 99 strong. Good shot, though. No, you don't want to, You never want to see. Obviously, you have players yeah, like the dinner in. That was a perfect person. cross and shot so because it was just out of the reach of the goalkeeper, and that's what you want. And then, actually, you know who that was? That the pass was Lorera. Yeah. Was that Lorera or Hernandez? That's Lorera. Well, if rewind it back, rewind it back, because this this one was PC. Rewind it back, because yeah, we haven't. Yeah. Well, no, because he, he assisted on the One two more. goals. No, let's. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to relive it. Yeah, that's. Fine. Well, that was the last. The last it's it's Loera. That's I'm that's sorry. a throw ball from Loera. Yeah. You're right. That sorry. one's Loera. Because PC does get two assists, and, and we're gonna talk about those here in a second. So that was a hell of a pass right. by Loera. From number ninety-nine, strong. Yeah, that's nice. You don't want. You never want to see. Obviously, you have players like the dinner and Dylan that require just so much. And then this one off the interception right there. Um, Pretty sure it's Abu to uh, PC, which Abu and PC in the midfield. I mean, what else is new? Them dominating a midfield and finding a through ball. Yep, Abu. PC. And then the chip. That's nice. How much confidence yeah. does it take to do that? Just out, out of curiosity, because um, we see a lot of players that'll do power, or you know, and try to play. You know, you, you, the the chipping it. And I know Mike Watts and and uh, Ricky, I forget what his last name is. You know, talked about you know how Dylan Dylan's super confident, and right now uh, that was his fifth goal of the season and all five of his goals have came in the last seven matches. So he is an in-form uh, goal scorer right now here. So Rafa, your thoughts on Dylan's assistant and, and his chip. Uh, that was a, a sweet goal. I mean, just the placement because that keeper was kind of, he cut off his, his near post angle just to get it over him. You know, he, like I said, you could have powered that shot, but, you know, I think that was the right shot he to take was that little chip because he caught that goalkeeper. If you can see, like on the on the angle there, 
when it goes so there, you got a great run there inside to get inside. You see the keepers are pretty much a dead duck there, you know, and to get them on the chip. And I think that goalie was not expecting that. He was expecting a, probably a low shot, low power shot. And then here, right there, you can see him. He's surprised by that, and he had no yeah. chance. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, He's got the oh crap. No chance on that oh. one. So that was, <laughs> uh -oh. could, could, could it could be a could be a goal of the week for Dylan, possibly. We'll see. Well, but, had the had the game winner not happened, I think it would have been a goal of the week. But I think the game winner is the contender from this one, and it's uh, Ricky Lopez was on the call with uh, Mike yeah. Watts. Your thoughts, uh, Robert? Well, well, the big thing on the goal. I mean, it's the class play, but the bigger. Looking at the bigger picture, the momentum swing. Can't teach that. Yeah. Like any team will always tell you, never give up that goal just before half. But for us to play late, we did in the first 15, 20 minutes and then get that goal. And on top of it, the way it happened, it just looks like they had the uh, same feeling that I had earlier. It's like, oh crap, here it comes again. <laughs> <laughs> These guys again, oh gosh. Like, cause that's just, that's just pure class. It's, it's beautiful. So, and we did, we and did that, find out that uh, Chris stepped away for five minutes, which allowed the goals um you know for that here so thank you chris for your sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I hope he made what would have been the proper sacrifice and you just stayed outside for the rest of the game because uh it worked uh, i'm here to tell you it worked uh, all right gleedle with a hell of a pass there and a save. Save of the there's, week. Yeah, no, there's your save. Of the week. I, I, don't, I don't. I haven't seen the rest of the games, so we'll see. But that is a top. That might be save of the month. Better save from far. That's Carton S. Goes the right hand side like a yes. cat. When they say like the, the cat, like reflex. To keep it out. <laughs> that, that, that was going in. If you can see that, that was going in, and just the last second to get that that hand to drop. And then a little bit unlucky on this one. But it was a, it was an earned goal by Monterey because uh, they had the momentum. They were pressuring. Um, it's like they always say: you dump it in the center, and things can happen. Like any sport, you just put it in the mixer, and then it could bounce the player. It could bounce, you know, lucky bounce to your guy. The more you put it in the mixer. I didn't go far enough. Uh, uh, went the wrong way here. Whoops. We're not uh, Kaler's hammering oh, down show. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hammering way down. <laughs> Good ball in from Gleedle. I will say I was kind of surprised Gleedle was playing that far forward. Um, yeah. But it was good to see. Gleedle has a speed to be really deadly on a counterattack, so you understand it from uh, from Yallop's um, point of view that we have a we're just gonna our defense is gonna stay there. We're gonna stay in a fairly low line. Um, just have Sam go out and just have him use his speed uh, speed kills. I get it. Yeah, that's that first 15 20 minutes, you saw a lot of that stuff, but it seems like they he adapted to it or like he uh noticed that that was happening because they're dumping balls over the top, and then uh, after that, it just switched. 
On this goal, is there anything that we did wrong defensively? Because there's a lot of space. Did we get yeah, I think space. this is where you guys were tucked was, that we were too sucked in? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, this is exactly right. what I was saying. The you got fullbacks all four of them are, right here. Right. The, the the fullbacks are too tucked in. That's it. That this is the prime example of hey, we don't normally play in a, a, a four uh four three th- or four four two. Uh, this is your prime example. Your fullbacks are way too tucked in. Look at all the space. The guy has the in, the entire outside of the box plus some box to make to put a cross in. No one's putting pressure on him. Um, right, right there at the corner of the box with how far back the back line is. That's where that outside left side winger needs to be putting pressure on him, and then the fullback needs to be waiting on him uh, if he decides to advance further. Instead. Um, I think your left winger is right there in the middle with PC and Abu being right next to each other. So that, that's that's the issue right there is, is defensive setup. And that's kind of what happened here. Troy Ori tries to follow him, um, does what he can, but still doesn't put pressure on the cross. DeLim uh, is about two inches from making a really nice play. But unfortunately, it, whenever you hit the underside of the post, or the crossbar, it's going to go one way or another. And it went the other and it went the battle. Yeah, we've seen that with Tainer. What it seems like he has one of those once a year where it's just, you know, you, you try so many clearances. You know, one of them unfortunately is uh, going to go awry. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, second goal, uh, Rafa? I, I think he could have made. Just, I think he reacted a little too late on that clearance, and that's why it caused that own goal. If you look at this kind of his body, he, he wasn't in the right angle to clear it, and really should have. Try to clear it back to the outside instead of try to clear it over over the box. If he kind of steps into that ball, you see how he's body. He's already kind of like a bad angle. Yeah, he's reaching. If he moves forward to it and clears it out to the outside, then there's no goal. But since he's doing that, you know that angle there. I know he's trying to try to clear it out of uh, over the over the bar, and that's what that's kind of like a little no no, (laughs) you know, because that. That was the end. Like I said, the end result was was the own goal. I think had he had better position, I think he would have cleared that out. And Jordy's mainly a uh, defensive midfielder, right? So this this is him stepping in. Yes, he can play it, but it's it's not his natural yeah uh, position. So um, for that here. But if you join the line, you need to make a play on it. You have Valeski flirting around behind you. If you don't touch it. An easy for and I think there's there. even some confusion there with Jordan too. Like they didn't really yeah. talk there. Yeah, that's enough that like is he coming out? Is he not? So it's like they're both kind of halfway yeah. halfway committed. <laughs> that's what it looked like when you were saying that. And then the play the play here. Oh, yes. Beckford with some Excellent. skills. Wow, team goal. (laughs) So beautiful. Yeah, if we can consistently do that. um, Yeah, watch out. uh, UFL championship. For sure. That was was a crazy crazy sequence. I mean, Beckford just keeping it alive over there on the wing to PC, PC to Triore, Triore back to PC, and then... PC too. Yeah, Beckford's skill here is what starts the play. How he how he gets around the two players. Yep. Beckford. 
So do you think PC knew where he was going when he tapped it off or? That's the obvious, that, that play right there, it's obvious. He knows yeah. he's going to make a run inside. So that's an obvious wall pass opportunity. Because you, you see the defender there. See the defender there. He's got to make a choice. He got sucked. Well, he's he has to go to the ball. Now, the guy behind PC, he made a mistake. He should have stayed with PC, but he got sucked into the ball as well, which allows that little th- that little wall pass there and, and, that, and, then the, and then the cross into the middle. This so is he's, the guy he's that, got, yeah. that made the mistake, right? Well, really, the mistake was the guy behind PC. Oh, he needs to stay with PC. The other guy, the other defender top. That's natural. He's gonna have. He has to cover that pass. You're talking. And see, so you see how he let, gives that space to PC right there on that wall pass. And it's just a academic right there. Hell of a goal, though. And if you watch uh, 19 for Monterey Bay, uh, he makes a mistake by coming out and trying to put pressure on Traore, and then he gets nutmegged on the pass. So, yeah, that's that's not a good sequence for 19 to get nutmegged and to be out of – oh, buddy. You, you feel for him. You, you hate to see it. And obviously, welcome back, Coutinho. Patino, um, he was out for a couple months. He came back in the Austin game in a very intense match and re-injured himself. He was out for another almost two months and come back and made an instant impact and had the game winner. It's awesome. Just to see the emotion on his face, like how much it meant to him just to be back out there. And that's confidence booster. That's what you need. I mean, and how much it meant for the rest of the team. How much it meant for the rest of the team. I mean, yeah. Yes. After the game, they're posting all that, like about mentality monsters yeah. and how he's a prime example of it. He fought through all that, and he's there now. That's well, good. if you remember, if you remember when uh, in the beginning of the Marcina reign, uh, Marcina made an example of Patino as basically a mentality monster. Uh, whenever he was on the yeah. hat trick, um, and he made a that it, sliding it, tackle, uh, right? Yeah, like the 85th minute. He made an 80-yard sprint down the field to make a sliding tackle and a game, uh, a goal-saving play. Like he was the first, you know, quote mentality monster, and that's also why they brought back Tintor. Is the same thing, mentality monster. They're showing it. I mean, they're absolutely showing it um, um, every game, and it's and that kind of chemistry and that kind of effort is infectious, and that's why this team has been so dang successful. Um, is that? And, of course, it wouldn't be a USL game without uh, some shenanigans. So, uh, we get to the shenanigans part. Bam. Oh, gosh. Claire Yellow. <laughs> Claire. <laughs> I mean, it may have even been, it may have even been dog, so it, it, it may have been last defender. So, I mean, that could have been the well, it was already a on a yellow, though. That's why That's why he got the red Oh, card that's why he got the yellow, exactly. But yeah, I'm saying did. it could have been a straight red. I think he, I think Robert he, he is, is the last Technically, defender. right there, you see he's the last yeah, defender there. He's the last defender. Yeah, that's a dog so. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, like, a, a three-game ban from that. Because it's dog so. It's denial of a goal opportunity. opportunity. That's, that's a classic red card offense. There is one other play that I do want to uh, bring up. Uh, 
And this is via Twitter, via the CONCACAF Nations League here. Uh, this is the oh. assist by uh, Shannon Gomez. Um, oh, man. Yeah, he... We just need him to do it for San Antonio. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. I, I've actually watched a couple of these games, and he's actually – He's dangerous in most of them. Even in that one where it's in a monsoon and it's like a power outage. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's actually. Who has a, who has a better feel, the Atlanta, Atlanta 2 or, or there? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Dude, I, I know our I pitch know, was bad. Atlanta's the sandbox. But it's not, it's dirt. Ours <laughs> at least had. Sandbox is <laughs> It's 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 bad, um, you know. So, post game notes uh, from uh, SAFC <laughs> communication team Kevin Bass uh, for it here. Uh, PC assisted on Dylan's goal. That was his uh, second of the season um, and second in the last three matches. And both of his assists has gone to Dylan. Uh, this was the first time in USL uh, league play that. Uh, uh, SAFC was able to get the win after going down um, when a team scores first. Uh, of course, Jordy Lem and, and uh, 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 Samuel Adernan made their uh, first starts. And, you know, PC's goal was his third. And the best news of all, SAFC, when they score, they're 10-0 on the season. So it's not a bad, bad place to be. Um, man of the match. Um, they uh, SAFC went with um, with Santiago Patino, which yeah, which, uh, he he's probably not. He's, he's probably not my top three. It, it's the full story. It's the full story. It's him coming yeah. back. It's him coming back yeah, after yeah, injury, yeah, yeah. and then I scoring and scoring that goal. And you understand it. it's the emotional thing. He did. Well, I understand. He deserved that, it. But... You, you you get it. But so let's do this. SAFC. Let, let's do this. SAFC's player of the match was Santiago Patino. Awesome. Congratulations, Santi. Well, but that's why I went SA Roundtable Man are, yeah, of the Match. What, what are our individual <laughs> – yeah. So, Harry, you started. Who is your uh, Man of the Match in this match? Mine was PC. I, I thought I thought he orchestrated the offense brilliantly. Um, and, of course, you know, he always does, you know, the PC stuff here. But I thought I thought it was PC, um, you know, uh, for that here. But it would have been my Man of the Match. Robert, who was yours? Um, I'm leaning towards Justin P.C. Patino. <laughs> like all of them together, there was right. I mean, like all three of them kind of yeah deserved it on certain levels. They all showed flashes, so, so, but I, I so like hockey, like hockey, those yeah. are your three stars of the match. First star, second yeah. star, third yeah, star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Co, co, uh, co man of the match. <laughs> I'm riding the fence. No, but the uh, P, P.C. is. Uh, yeah, just because of the heart and spirit and just the attitude he brings to the team, too. It's like not just the is that he makes, but if you watch him tracking back, just the little things that may not show up on a stat sheet. Yeah. Rafa, no. yours? 
Dylan, oh, Dylan was uh, the whole game. I mean, he I, did score. <clears throat> PC. I mean, uh, Patino was a good story. I mean, mentality monster thing, but. Yeah, I'm going to go with, actually, with two, kind of with Co, um, PC, and, and, and David Lorera. I think David Lorera really, if you watch the game, he really opened up our offense, and he really, especially those pass, the passing, and that's how it's something where we're kind of lacking a little bit, that that attack. I, th- I think he made, yeah. you know, even though we were down, he, that first goal that we scored, it was a lot to do with him really being aggressive. So those are my two um, men of the matches, uh, PC and, and Laurel. Yeah, because he's really influenced this, this game. Yeah, you're showing some creativity that we we're lacking. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. It's like, uh, for sure, he had a good flash there for a good spell. Yeah, Royce, you're man of the match or man of, men of the match, I guess, uh, if it's uh, more than one. It's Patino. What are we talking about here? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, uh, we disagreed with that. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next uh, topic here. The friendly Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Um, if you're a season ticket member, uh, it is uh, get your your second uh, get in free card uh, for outside of uh, USL league play. Rafa or Robert, uh, tell us uh, a little bit about San Luis or uh, pardon me, Atletico San Luis uh, of Liga MX and what you expect. Uh, this should be this will be an interesting, fun game. I mean, they're not one of the top teams in Liga MX. I know they finished towards the bottom, um, but they do have an association with a, a Atletico de Madrid, so they do have some type of player changes with the younger guys. Um, they got promoted in 2019 to Liga Mekis. Um, so they this is this should be a good one, especially for maybe for our younger players um, or, or our newer players of bench players on game time. This would be a good a good test for them to see where they're at. Marcina can use this as a as a measuring stick as far as you know who, who I kind of depend on, you know, putting in from coming off of the bench. I know they played last night. Uh, they lost to Houston Dynamo 1-0. So. It's going to be, I think for us, I think we have a good chance to win this game. It's going to be a competitive game. So it should be fun. Any thoughts, Robert or Royce? I don't, I don't have much on, I don't follow Liga MX a whole lot. You know, it's, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell last week on the show when uh, Rafa said, hey, uh, the tickets are, are in your uh, thing there. I didn't have plans to go, to be honest with you. <laughs> I talked to one of my buddies who's a big uh, Globo America fan, and it's uh, not Rafa, believe it or not. Um, and he said that um, uh, Atletico San Luis has a striker um, that um, that Globo America has been looking at uh, to sign. Um, apparently, he looks like he's thirty or forty years old, but he's only twenty-two or twenty-three. So th- that's, Diego, that's what I. The that's Diego I Luna of Liga MX. Pretty much. That's what I was told. That's the information I was given, and that's the scouting I was given. Was, oh, they have a really good striker. He's like 22 or 23, but he looks twice his age. I'm like, okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, any comments, Rob, or, uh, Robert? Like, like, I'm with you. I don't know a ton about that team. I just know it, like you can expect probably some chippiness <laughs> just in general terms. I mean, there's, they play with a lot of emotion yeah, in the league and uh, it can it's number seven. Of, uh, like hot, hard fouls and a lot of uh, 
contested challenges, but hopefully it's, you know, it's not like last time where it was a little bit of uh, over the top chippiness. So it's a good game, good, good chance to have our players come off the bench to show some stuff, get some experience. So, Like Royce mentioned about that player, his name is Germán uh, Batarame. He's from Argentina uh, for the season for Atletico San Luis in 90 appearances. He's got 31 goals. So he's, I think that's what the thing where's, and he's only 23. So he's, as I say, he's probably like I mentioned about being in, under the radar for Club America because I know they're looking, they are looking for a striker to add for the season. So Matt brings up a good point. We need people in the bunker. My question is, is I wonder what the attendance for this game will be. Um, the, the, the good thing for SAFC is they haven't been home in forever. So if you wanted to go out and see Toyota Field, this would be a great time to be able to do it. Um, but your thoughts on, and I'm going to direct this to you, Rafa, because you know you have a, a pretty good pulse. Um, Atletico San Luis, uh, you think they're going to bring um, fans to the match, or you know, do they travel well, or are they one of the kind of newer teams? Um, so it'll 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 be a little bit thin compared to Santos or, you know, other teams. I think this will be a little thin. I mean, they're not, they don't have the same reputation like Santos or Rayados or like last year we had a lot of Puma fans and it was kind of similar to what, when we played Querétaro because Querétaro doesn't really have a big fan base. Well, not anymore now because after, after <laughs> this season, they might be somewhere, they're going to be somewhere else. Maybe, maybe here, but um like I said, you'll maybe have some athletic because you know you have some people from San San Luis Potosí, so here living in San Antonio, so they may be go to they may go to the game in the Sechura Mom and so forth. But it's still it's a good experience to watch a Ligamaki's game. You know, it's it's something different, and uh, you know, regardless if it's a friend or not, you know, we need to be out there. We need to still pack it up and still cheer our team. You know, for for, for this game. So up next uh, on Saturday, the 18th, uh, is our first uh, home league match uh, since April 30th uh, due to the uh, Colorado Springs match being rescheduled. Uh, we face Oakland Roots, um, who are a team that you do not want to leave the door open because uh, no USL championship this season has scored more goals, which they've scored 12 in the final 15 minutes of the game, I, you know, uh, for that here. So that, that final, you know, final 15 minutes, uh, you know, will, will be a test. Um, RGV was up on them 2-0 last night. And unfortunately, um, uh, Oakland came back and, and got the tie at home. Um, you know, I was listening yeah, to like Ed. Lead. Well, well, it was unfortunate for RGV for us. Yeah, oh, fine. yeah, it was. I, I laughed at it. They have it. the leading goal scorer, don't they? What don't they have the leading the guy in the leading the golden the golden boot? What's his name? Uh, Carlson or, or something like that. Yeah, they're number ten. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I'd have to look up who the goal scorer is. But they're a team that when RG was pre, yeah uh, Carlson he has ten goals next to him is uh, eight. eight Second is Vassal, uh, Trejo, uh, Gudrum, and Pino from Miami. Well, there's several that actually have seven. But, yeah, he's got a two-goal lead um, as far as for the golden boot. 
uh, along those lines here. So he's a big guy as well. Um, Oakland in the standings uh, is currently eighth, uh, one point out of the playoff spot at, at 20 points. Phoenix is in seventh at 21. They have played 16 games, so that they will officially be halfway through their season. Um, you know, because it's a 34-game season, so this will be their 17th match. They've scored 24 goals, allowed 23 goals. However, they are on a five-game unbeaten streak with three wins, two draws uh, for that here. So it'll be interesting uh, to see how San Antonio comes out. Uh, one thing that we didn't talk about um, in the Monterey match was um, Nicky Hernandez uh came right i think he's the one that came off with the injury yeah um uh, yeah because he was the second one off um he signaled to, to go out so hopefully it's nothing serious but yeah. any any initial thoughts i may try to see if i can reach out to um the roots uh you know roots um a podcast i forget the name of it off the top of my head here um, I know they've got a couple of them, but uh, the Roots podcast to see if they can do a kind of a preview show later in, in the week here. But any thoughts on Oakland in the in the upcoming the upcoming match? I mean, just similar to Monterey Bay, like don't give up a cheap goal, don't give them any confidence, and then like you talked about, just close out the game, get the lead, and close it out. And I'm the biggest thing is having to Garcia back there. He's almost like an additional yeah. field general to command. You know. He's the one like kind of almost uh, giving the signals in the in in that that particular area of the field. So that's going to be huge, outside of the fact that he's you know pretty dominant in his position. So getting getting healthy again, and hopefully Kamiri can come back for that game, and then we get that solid back line, get a goal, get a couple goals, get six goals if we have to, and then just close it out. You know, don't give him any confidence. Any thoughts, Royce or Rafa? Just the same thing, like we're piggyback Robert, you know, we, we need to get a lead because we can't, like I said, you saw how RGV choked. We can't do that. But it's going to be, like I said, are they going to be, you know, it's a long flight because they are playing New Mexico this week on Wednesday. Yes, so, on Wednesday. so they're going to have a dog fight with, you know, going, going, you know, from that, going to play with us and then flying in. Um, and then also maybe they won't be used to the heat because <laughs> the heat's been a factor. Oh, you know, because it's going to be uh, probably be near a hundred degrees by that by the game time, and Oakland may not be used to that. So I know we are. So that that could come I, into a factor for fatigue, fatigue in the game. I was thinking that with the Monterey played their game at what is it three o'clock? If we had a game here, everybody would melt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, there, they, I was like, holy crap! That was my first thought. I was like, man, imagine here. They played a nice, cool, seventy-three <laughs> degrees there in Monterey. <laughs> Yeah, it's like man, we would just die. And then imagine on turf. Oh god. And and don't forget, this is the first eight o'clock match for the summer. So they 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 did push it, and, and so is the uh, the friendly with uh, Atletico San Luis is at eight o'clock, which is the first one here. Um, any thoughts that you have on the roots before we switch to Concacaf and uh, USA and Mexico's multi-goal uh, wins in uh, Nations League? There, uh, Royce. Yeah, I mean it's it's good to be playing two teams that play very similar methods um, back to back. Um, 
uh, we'll see um, if the lineup is different, if we roll the same lineup, um, if those are the same players that are um, available, we'll see. Um, but as of right now, um, uh, the, the the wrench inside the gear in this one is going to be Tuesday and, and what happens Tuesday. So we'll figure it out and we'll see who gets healthy and we'll see who's available. But it's good to have basically similar game plans if you're on Marcina's um, uh, coaching uh, staff. You have very similar game plans between Roots and um in Monterey, and you can kind of go in that with the same mentality. You don't have to completely change things up. So, so that's good. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how they go, and just watch the counters. That's the big thing. Watch the late counters late in the game. Rafa, we'll start with uh, Mexico, the the second place team uh, in Concacaf. Uh, for that here, uh, your thoughts on Mexico's week? Uh, they beat uh, was it Suriname? Uh, Suriname. Uh, just. Uh, I can see that they made a lot of changes. They have a lot of younger players on this squad. Um, they had a good start. I mean, they scored in the first three minutes, but then they kind of just failed, kind of generate a little more opportunities. They had plenty of opportunities to score. Um, but it was there were some bright spots to get you know, some of the younger players. Linus needs to start. I think they need to he, – he was just running circles around Suriname. Um, he was creating a lot of great chances. It's a shame that Real Betis doesn't play him more. You know, they need to sell him. They need to sell him to PSV or, or, or Ajax. Or San Antonio. Okay. Or, yeah. Itty bitty guy, right? Yeah, he's going to end up probably back with South America. So, But he, he's very dangerous on the ball. I mean, he, I mean, he creates yeah, he chances and all that. And he really he causes problems as far as once he's in the box. Uh, another debut was Marcelo Flores, uh, the product from Arsenal. He had a great, good game, you know, great passing, great dribbling. Uh, the only setback is he missed a PK, and I think he was taking that hard, but you just got to go look past that. But overall, it was a little better game. I know they, they played the game actually in, in Torreon, Coahuila, which is uh, home of Santos. Uh, not, a, not a big crowd, but, you know, it's like I said, it's – they wanted to try something different, be out some play somewhere else besides the Azteca. So, uh, but they do have a tough matchup against Jamaica. Jamaica always plays them tough, so that's going to be. We'll see how how they go. Hopefully, they can pull out a win there and, and move on. Royce, your thoughts on uh, the FC Dallas show up in uh, Q2 Stadium, uh, where uh, uh, USA Men's National Team uh, started late but uh, rolled uh, Granada. Um, I mean, let's be fair. It's Granada. Um, it's not, it's not the, the, the top talent. They have some, you know, they have decent players that play in, um, um, internationally, at least in, in lower divisions, but they're, it's not that, you know, um, same thing goes Suriname in Mexico. That's not. It's no not surprise. close to competition and talent. Um, they did what they needed to do. Um, I know people are going to blow up Jesus Ferreira's four goals. Um, a couple of those finishes were really good, um, and you move on. He had a couple that he should have converted as well. So oh, that's that's kind of the story. He helps out a lot in the midfield. His runs are incredible. 
his runs are incredible. He just needs to put the the he needs to put the finishes together. Um, and that's you know that's that's uh <laughs> that's where we're at. But they got the job done, and that's the important part. Mexico and U.S. got the job done in Nations League. Move on to the next game. Any thoughts on uh, the Concacaf, uh, Robert? Yeah, like. It was a good uh, opportunity for them to play an opponent that had some, I mean, they were decently athletic and then moving a lot of interchanging like younger parts just to see who fits where. Yeah, Ferrer had one or two really nice, I mean, the one on the corner, I mean, that was pure class. Mm -hmm. That was a nice play that they set up in the training ground and the way he finished, it's amazing. But but the, they're still struggling to find that, that true goal scorer that they can rely on consistently. I mean, let's be honest, most teams are, so he he could be that person you know and he's showing progress towards getting that so i think that's a big thing is the confidence not only in him in himself but the team has confidence in him to actually be that person when it matters it it, it was a good game i mean they dominated the scoreline you know got carried away towards the end when grenada kind of gave up you could see they they were broken after two three goals so but in the beginning they were playing them tough and it was a real competitive match they didn't have any real amazing chances that i noticed but uh I, like i said it's on on to the next i mean on to the next yeah next for the united states is el salvador um and next for mexico is jamaica um next scheduled match uh will be against wales on november 21st in the opening of world cup but i do know that there are on the uh, game, they did mention that there's going to be some friendlies between now and then that haven't been announced. I think a couple over in Europe. I have a feeling probably the same thing with Mexico. Uh, yeah, we got Brazil. And that and that's a possibility. Maybe if Brazil comes, I think the U.S. might play them too. There's, usually they'll do that like what they did with Uruguay. Yeah. And me, pre-match, we were, you know, or pre-show, me and Rafa were talking about having the South America teams uh in you know you know in this nation league. Obviously, from a competitive competitive aspect, everybody would love to see it. Um, is that something that you could really see happening though? Uh Robert. I mean, it, it's a possibility, like uh the competitive nature of it and then the ability for those teams to come here. I mean, a lot of these players join these things too, to have like an indirect, like kind of getaway type vacation to get away from it. So they can experience like different places in the US. So, I mean, host a lot of the games like in Miami or like, you know, somewhere where they'd want to travel, it would be attractive. And then I think, unfortunately, the, the root of all things in these, these uh, particular situations comes down to money. <laughs> How much are they gonna get paid? Or, you know, what are the fees? And like, what are that's what it all comes down to. So, but it would well, be the money's there. It'd be much. It'd be much better than watching us play all these Caribbean teams, to be honest. <laughs> and then uh, learning, you know, as soon as you see a team, then I have to Google where the, they're located because I don't know where they. Do <laughs> 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 the Mexico <laughs> I heard them until they played them. <laughs> so it's like, oh gosh, uh, where's Martinique? Where's uh, <laughs> I'm starting to learn all these things. <laughs> Teach your kids, like you know, some jobs. Where's the British Virgin Islands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing this team right here. It's like a third the size of Delaware. <laughs> they have 800 people to pick from. But it is. Final thoughts, Royce, so we can get you out. I know uh, you've got, uh, you know, a, a a day with your son, uh, I can tell already. Yep. So, uh... yep. Um, 
Let's move on. Got two games this week. We'll see what happens. Let's go SAFC, Metallic Monsters. Robert, your final thoughts? LFG, let's go. Home match. Dude, I'm, I'm pumped. It's been a while. We need to go back yeah. to the Fortress and let them know why it is that. <laughs> Te- teach these guys a lesson. A yep. It has been a yeah, while. Teach them a lesson. So. Rafa, yours? Um, just looking at the comments about from CJ about the UIL. Oh, yeah. I meant to, I meant to um, bring that on here. Fall semester. Uh, I don't think that would be a good idea by UIL to move soccer to fall because it, it caused too many problems as far as scheduling with it, competing against um, high school where football. Would, where would they play, though? Yeah. That's and, the and issue the, is they don't have that many fields. Yeah, they would have to play like like the day after a soccer a football games. No, I think they need to keep it where it is. It's fine, um, you know. And also the issue about letting freshmen keeping freshmen from playing. Uh, don't do that. If you have a talented freshman that can play varsity, let them play, you know. And then especially with the smaller teams, like you imagine like Hondo or the 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 four A's and some five A's. You have to have yeah. some freshmen on the on those squads to complete your team. So. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think those those things are gonna pass. So hopefully UIL, yeah. you know, really considers not having this for next year. And then also final thought: um, about a year ago, uh, Erickson had that that heart attack on the field, and now he's back playing again, playing with Denmark, playing in the APL. So you know, God bless him. You know, that was a scary, scary, scary scene to see live, on live TV, and Absolutely. just a miracle for him that he's still here and still playing. So and a year later. We're glad to have him back, and so that's my final thought. And hope to see you guys there he's on Tuesday. Make some money, right? yeah. uh, he's gonna make some money this off season because uh, I know Newcastle. They've been in the rumors for it here. Um, so a little bit about the show here. Uh, next Sunday's Father's Day. Uh, we may or may not have a show. Most likely, probably will not. Um, I will be going on vacation. Um, you know, we're, I think we're. Thinking about going to Colorado hasn't been finalized yet, but uh, we're going to get out of San Antonio uh, for that here. So uh, show may or may not happen next week. I'll take my laptop so we can try to see if we can do a show at some point uh, before the Colorado Springs match. But uh, um, with it being Father's Day, like I said, I know Royce is a father. Robert's a father. Rafa, um, you're a father of of, uh, of us uh, for that here. So, uh, you know, I love all the kids that you have mentored uh, for that here. So um, if we don't see you guys next next Sunday morning, like I said here, especially if your father, happy Father's Day. Uh, I know it's one of the proudest moments that I have in my life here. And uh, uh, congratulations to, to Phil Bakke, um, who just had a child uh, yes, uh, yesterday or Friday? Oh, yeah, I think it was Friday. It, it was it. He's posted the pictures yesterday. It may have been, but yeah, definitely uh, being a father, best thing I've ever done in my life. So, so absolutely, absolutely. So happy Father's Day to everybody. Um, and like I said here, it is hot. So if you have animals, if you can bring them in a little bit, especially in the afternoons, help cool them off. Please do. Um, like I said here, you know. Uh, you know, animals are a large part of our family, so uh, we, we try to bring in, you know, the dogs and let them get a couple hours of relief out, out of the heat if, if they are an outside dog uh, for that here. And, of course, make sure food and water, especially this time of year, um, you know, just uh, make sure that they've got fresh water. But uh, thank you for everybody for tuning in. Thank you for everybody that listens on the podcast. Uh, What's Life Without Goals? We're out of here. See you See you later.